0: Well, my guest on the Thursday interview is four-time Tony Winning, three-time Oscar and 18-time Emmy Award nominated English-born American actress, best known, of course, for many of you as playing mystery writer Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. Angela Lansbury, welcome to the programme.
1: Well, thank you very much. It's a great pleasure to talk to you, George.
0: Now, Angela Bridget Lansbury, you probably are a small proportion of Hollywood actresses who actually use your own name.
1: Yes, uh, I was always very proud of my name. So uh, Lansbury is uh, a good name uh, in England and uh, all over the world. And I thought, no, I'm not going to give that up. Although they tried very hard to get me to change my name. They said it was too long to put on a marquee. Right, which but, is a point, you
0: know. <laughs> sure, but many a marquee you appeared but yeah. they, I have to tell you that my guest on the interview last week was Churchill's biographer Sir Martin Gilbert, the mm. historian and when I told him I was going to be talking to you, he was thrilled because he's a fan, but also more interestingly, he like you, was an evacuee in World War II. Was he? He was evacuated to Canada now you were evacuated um, to the USA. The difference for you of course, you went with your mother. He went alone, and interestingly, I caused him all problems, all sorts of problems with his real parents. You were very lucky, really, weren't you? That you oh, very, very
1: lucky. Yes, I, I travelled with my mother and my twin brothers, uh, Edgar and Bruce. One of whom is uh, visiting me here this week in Cork, and uh, with his wife. And and we had a, a, a marvelous experience. Actually, we we really landed on our feet. And uh, although we didn't have, a, we didn't have uh, two pennies between us uh, because we couldn't bring any money with us, uh, because at that time it was out of the question, and therefore we, we, we just had to build our lives from the time we landed in America. So we were typical immigrants in that respect. And uh, we went to school there, uh, I, I went to drama school, they went to uh, prep school, and we uh, then we we staggered to our feet, we got our green cards, and we were off and running, you know, and very lucky indeed, and all due to my mother's uh, very careful um, um, efforts to get us get us on our feet.
0: she, know. too, of course, was an actress, belfast born, and you actually did appear with her.
1: Yes, I did on a number of uh, of well, not a number of occasions, but two two occasions in in the picture of Dorian Gray and also a movie called Belle Lamy and uh, she, had, she was in a scene always... It seems she, she was usually in scenes with George Sanders, which was sort of interesting, wonderful sort of t- dinner table uh, scenes where she played some wonderfully titled lady, you know, and uh, she was a lovely actress, my mother, Moina, Moina McGill.
0: But, the, the Angela, the thing was, and my guest on Thursday interview, of course, is Angela Lansbury speaking to me from her Cork home. Um, Angela, it was pretty much, first of all, you get the break, but then, all, very surprisingly, you also got a nomination for an Academy Award for your very first film. It doesn't happen very often that way. It was a bit of a dream start.
1: It was a dream start. And in in one respect, it it was terrific on in the other it was a bit daunting because uh, I was never really able to follow it up. I I did get two in a row rather quickly. One was for Gaslight and one was for the Picture of Dorian Gray. But after that I really had a very difficult time find finding my own level as an actress. You see I never I never believed that I had arrived as an actress until I Proved myself on Broadway with the Broadway critics working in the, the live theatre, as they call it in the States, and so I wanted to go to Broadway, and I did, and I started a career in the theatre. Thank goodness, because that's where I really got to spread my wings and to realize my potential as a serious actress, not just as a little movie actress you know what i mean absolutely I the difference as you probably are well aware
0: but the thing that is surprising and you talk about the theater and and absolutely because of the awards you you got and so on for your theater work so much of it was musical yet the harvey girls one of your early films a musical they dubbed your voice uh, yep. for singing how good are you as
1: a singer i'm a very good singer <laughs> I do say so myself. No, no, I'm. I'm seriously. I mean, you don't get Tony Awards for not being able to sing. And uh, these were, you know, these were big singing roles, particularly in uh, Sweeney Todd, uh, Demon, Barbara, Fleet Street, which was the last musical that I did on Broadway in the nine. Uh, let me see, in 1980s, seventy-nine, eighty, and uh, of course, I did Gypsy in London in uh, 1973. Uh, and uh, I'd done Mame on Broadway, you know, so I, I, I'm I, known in, in the States, really, as, as a singer, as well as being an actress, which is lovely, because I love to sing, and always did.
0: And why did they dub you for the Harvey Girls?
1: I'll tell you why, because uh, at that time, I was very young, you know, I was only 18, I think, at the time, and uh, I, my voice, uh, I had n- never used it in the Broadway way, in other words, I had never projected it and used my base, uh, my chest voice. I sang with a very high soprano in those days, which has uh, been very useful. But nevertheless, it wasn't the voice that it wasn't the Broadway sound, and that was that was what was needed for that uh, that particular role. Also, you know, I was eighteen, and the, and the character I was playing was probably in her thirties, so. Uh, she was a tough broad as they say and uh, they needed that kind of chesty voice. You know?
0: Well of course that's the interesting thing, you you know when we look now and for many people listening to the programme of course you will and always be Jessica Fletcher but you played some really tough broads mm-hmm. in your day, none tougher I have to say than the, my favourite role for you uh, which of course was with Lawrence Harvey and Frank Sinatra yes. in the Manchurian Candidate. You're listed as one of the great villains of all time.
1: <laughs> You'd laugh, you know, Frank Rich, who writes for the New York Times, in yesterday's New York Times, he said that uh, John McCain, who's uh, a candidate for the presidency, the you know, the yes. conservative uh, president uh, candidate, that uh, he, he likened him to me in the Manchurian <laughs> candidate. <laughs> that he was in other words, he was a sort of a double dealer, which was a really dreadful thing to say about a politician. But uh,
0: <laughs> you, were, you were an awful woman, I must oh, say. Oh,
1: God, yes. Well, I, I mean, she was uh, interesting.
0: Oh, yeah. That's but a, the I, other interesting thing, of course, you played Lawrence Harvey's mother, but there was probably only a couple of years between you in actual age.
1: That's true. He, he, I, I, I think, let me see, he was 36 and I was 38. I mean, it was, it was as close as that. And I was always a character actress, you know, and uh, it uh, it appealed to me. And I always felt challenged by uh, these roles. And uh, I, I I I think there's nothing more more kind of um, well, let's say it's it's wonderful to play a good villain, you know. It's very very satisfying uh, because because uh, villains uh, are so. Uh, they're devious and they have so many colors to them. And you can weave a wonderful web of intrigue around a character in such a way that uh, you can make them very, very malicious and uh, frightening uh, without doing very much. And I think that's what we did with the Manchurian Candidate.
0: When you talk about yourself as a character actress and you did talk about going to drama school, um, can we make an actor? Or no, is no. it just there?
1: No, 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 no. no. You can't make an actor. Really cannot um, you can make an imitation of an actor you can make you can uh you can grow an extraordinary personality which will always be associated with you and you will bring that those qualities of that personality to every role you play you know i mean to be a great to great to be a great actor, you have to be able to switch off on yourself and become somebody else and um that's that's uh, the fun of the game you know.
0: What about theatre versus film, though? Because I've on this programme, I've interviewed lots of screen actors, many of whom have confessed absolute terror of treading the boards in live theatre. You obviously had never that film. Oh,
1: it's eat- yeah, that's meat and potatoes to me to get on the boards. <laughs> I did a play... Uh- Two years ago on Broadway called Deuce. It was a two-character play with a great American actress, Marianne Celdez. And, uh, oh my goodness, we, we had a wonderful time. We we just did a short run. We did five months, which is not, not well, it's not a short run, but it, it uh, was a limited run, as they say. And most plays on Broadway are done on a limited basis, as they are in Dublin and in London, too, these days. Uh, people don't want to get tied in for a year or two in a row, you know. And, uh, but anyway, uh, it, was, it was a wonderful thing to get back on the boards again, and I hadn't done a play uh, for 25 years, and uh, I was really, it, it was a lovely experience because they welcomed me back with such warmth and, and enthusiasm, and uh, very, very, uh, it was really terrific, I had a good time. It, it isn't something I want to do every day of the week, let me tell you, it's very hard work.
0: But on that issue of hard work, um, we won't disclose your age, but you are entitled to a bus pass in Ireland. Um, your energy levels obviously are still very high, and your enthusiasm is very high.
1: Yes, I think that's true. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you do you do what the traffic will bear, and uh, I, I can do it, I can do it, but it requires excruciating self-discipline now, and uh, you say to yourself, well, when do you, here I am at uh, that certain age, and uh, do I need to do this? Well, I do on the one hand, uh, because it does satisfy my, my, uh, my desires to uh, continue to act. But on the other hand, I said, do I really want to put this amount of uh, self-discipline to work? Again, you know, this, at this time in my life,
0: uh, I, I there's one thing that really interests me, look, your career, because I, as I say, I remember you far, almost from the very beginning, and there were a couple of movies that really struck me. Um, where you you played the Queen, of course, in the Three Musketeers with mm. with with the great Gene Kelly, and and of course, as as I said, in the Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra. What was it like playing with? singer dancers who were in a different role, who were in a dramatic role. What do you What are your views about Kelly and Sinatra?
1: Well, uh, Kelly, I think, had a uh, an innate sense of sensitivity to his um, abilities as an actor. He brought he brought those qualities to his work. Um, he was never anybody except Gene Kelly, uh, and that was okay because he was never called upon, really, to really to. to to be anything else he never played really a serious serious role you know what i mean yes and um you thought of him as this this man who moved like a dream and was a wonderful dancer and you just wanted to watch him you know and um he he, he, that was what he did that's all he did uh, Sinatra, he was a great singer, so you always associated him with his lovely voice and, and you wanted him to burst into song uh, as an actor. He surprised me; I thought he was extremely good in the Manchurian candidate, and I saw him in several other movies in which i didn 't think he was very good because he just sort of fell back on his reputation his his, uh, uh, you know, his singing. Uh, reputation, and other than that, he didn't try to characterise in any way, shape, or form, whereas I thought in Manchurian Candidate, he did.
0: What about Angela Lansbury? Why did she decide to go to County Cork?
1: <coughs> well, my my grandmother, um, Sissy McEldewey, <coughs> who lived in Belfast, used to come to Cork every winter, because it was warmer down here, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that was one, one of the reasons I thought if, if we're going to live in Ireland, I think we, we want to try and live in uh, a climate that is a little uh, little less difficult and sharp and cold, such as the north or Dublin, which is a good deal colder than Cork, as you know. And uh, so I, I decided we, we should come to Cork, and we did. Now
0: you had, of course, one of the longest-running uh, show business marriages. If I, if I can use that awful mm. phrase, um, you you have an incredible memories of your late
1: husband. I do indeed. Uh, uh, he was so much part of my my ability to do what I did all through the years. Uh, uh, he made it possible by his. He, he, he was my partner. He really, really was in every respect, not just my married partner, but also my business partner as well. And we, we, we just made a, a bean feast of, of the whole thing. And he was in the business, you see. He was a very successful man. He had his own career and he had success. So it wasn't that we were in competition with each other. We could each, we could, one could help the other, you know. And uh, our problems were, all had to do with the times, children, the family, family problems, keeping the family together, getting the children launched, you know, all of those things were very much part of our plan always. And when we came to Ireland, we really needed to get away from California and the drug life and all of that. That's all very well-known history, part of my history, so I'm not telling anything out of turn. But uh, we had our problems, there was no question about it. So coming to Ireland was like beginning all over again. And uh, it afforded us that time to get, get, um, get back to basics, really. I, I, You know, we bought a Glebe house down in Cork, and we gardened, and I learned to cook, really cook for the first time and used all the produce from the garden and so on. The kids worked around and um, got jobs in Ballymaloo House and places, you know, and it was wonderful. So we, we, uh, we started a whole new life. And my husband was British, you see. He, he came from London, from Reading. And uh, so it was very easy for him to fall into the Irish way, and uh, we loved living here. And we never were able to give it up. We sold that house, but we had, to, we had to come back, which we did 10 years later, bought a piece of land and built a new house. And we did that in 92, and I've had it ever since.
0: The, the listeners will never forgive me if I don't talk to you about Jessica Fletcher. But oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if we just talk about Jessica, I mean, oh, when you were when you were offered Murder, she wrote you. You could have almost stopped at that point with a full career and a career that that would have lasted in any history of of theatre and film. And then you do this role for such a long time. In fact, I hope you get the residuals, because, I don't. It, because it appears to be on every television station no, I wish I thought around the globe. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: here it is. You know, it, it, it's the most successful series, and it not only in English-speaking countries, but all over the world. There's something about the form of this show and uh, the character of Jessica that appeals to nationalities um, all over the world, and it, it's 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 wonderful in many respects, but I can't put my nose out the door that people don't recognize Jessica Fletcher. So I have no real private life at all. All I do, because I make it my business to, uh, <laughs> you know, to kind of create it for myself. But um, the only place I'm I'm really easy is is in Los Angeles, where people just. You know, they they don't watch Murder, She Wrote. So, there <laughs> what are about things. the series, though?
0: <laughs> I, I mean, did you, I mean, because you're an, an actor and and you have a director and a screenwriter and all that sort of thing, but but you gave it your own very special touch, though, did
1: you not know? I tried to. I tried to bring qualities that would be recognizable, that women could uh, kind of like about her that made her a kind of an every woman do you know what i mean yes that uh, they would be able to uh, uh relate to her about in uh, uh, as a woman who was very much like themselves and it didn't matter where they came from you know and uh, she was a woman with no side as we say she's very liberal hearted and uh very fair and uh she was a woman who had lost her husband, uh, but you, you, you like the fact that she just didn't hook up, hook up with every fellow who came along, you know, and she, she was very selective as to who she was, gave her time and her energy and, and her attention to, um, and of course, uh, she was always out to help those who were unjustly accused and, uh. And was also fascinated with the crime. And she was a crime. she's a crime fighter, you know.
0: Yeah. Now, what about the actual show, though? How emotional is it when you end something like that, that had gone on for such length of time? You must have been friends with Twelve crew years, and we cast were. and everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we tempered the, the ending of the actual series by planning to make several two-hour movies, uh, which we did. And uh, they will occasionally turn up on television. And then instead of being one hour, they're two hours, and uh, they're they're much more intricately designed plots. And uh, they usually take her uh, out of Cabot Cove and out of New York and into, out to Europe, to Ireland, and all over the place. So those those kind of t- took the edge off having to stop doing the uh, the series. When I say i wasn't i wasn't sorry to stop doing the series because it was, it was that was very hard work <coughs> excuse me and uh, i'd had I'd, I'd been doing it you know for so long that i i'd, I'd I've had it as far as... Well, you
0: know, this extraordinary career on film uh, as as a dramatic actress by and large and, and then singing so much in theatre and so on and then uh, at a time when many people are hanging up their acting boots you start this whole new career as Jessica Fledger. Mm. Is there anything left uh, for Angela Lansbury that she wants to do?
1: Specifically, no. No. Um, uh, I'm all, I am love to be challenged if somebody asks me to do something that I feel, gee, I wonder if I could do that now, you know. Mm. Um, I am in my 80s, and uh, it hasn't changed. I'm very young, young in heart, you know, and I don't think like an 80-year-old person. I think like a, a good deal younger, I suppose. I think like a 45-year-old, you know, and uh, certain things hold me back. Uh, uh, I still have the strength of an ox, I, I believe, <laughs> you know, but I'm, I'm gradually getting all my parts replaced, you know, I'm getting a new knee, and <clears throat> I've had one knee replaced, and I've had both my hips replaced, know, I'm the mechanical woman, but I don't mind as far as as keeping myself in shape, yes, I, I want to do that, because I want to be able to continue working if I decide that I'm challenged, that it's something that's going to occupy me in a very worthwhile and lovely way, you know?
0: Well, um, uh, thank you so much for joining me. You will, forever, I have to say, be embedded in my memory for the Manchurian Candidate. It remains for me one of the great acting performances of the screen, and I loved you for it. And uh, it, but also for the pleasure you've given me in so many. I remember seeing you uh, as a young man in things like the Musketeers and Samson and Delilah, yeah. and, and <laughs> all of those. <laughs> and then to see you turn up all these years later as I watched you as Jessica Fletcher. Thank yes. you on behalf of everybody listening to the program for all the pleasure you have given us Well, George,
1: years. it's been such a lovely pleasure for me talking to you who knows about, who knows it all about me and every actress is always glad when somebody's able to pinpoint various uh, phases of a career that is, is spans over, oh my goodness, almost 70 years. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me on your program. It's been a great pleasure talking to you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: You bet. Bye-bye.